Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. We have received so many incredible testimonies of people who have been seeking God and really setting aside special time to get closer to the Lord. The whole purpose of fasting is to get closer to the Lord. Don't you want to be closer to the Lord in 2020? Amen. And powerful things happen. It was also funny to hear people say, you know, I'm not used to talking to God and not asking him for stuff. You know, and it was kind of strange and weird, but I believe there was something sanctifying and, and balancing and even something that caused us to go deeper as we just said, Lord, I just want you for you. You know, there's something good for our soul because we learned last week that God already knows. He already knows. He knows what's coming in 2020. Don't you believe that? He already knows and we can rest in that fact and in that reality. Now, naturally speaking, if God already knows and we heard last week that he knows the plans that he has for us. Okay, plans to bless us and to prosper us, not to harm us, not to hurt us. Right, And he said, when you seek me, you'll find me when you seek me with all of your heart. So the next natural conclusion would be after you, you declare to your spirit and your heart and over your life, God already knows. It's this. It's God really wants to show you. If he already knows, he also really wants to show you. God really wants to speak to your life in 2020. He really wants to show you his will and his ways. God really wants, wants to unpack the steps of the righteous are ordered by God. They that are the sons and daughters of God are led by the spirit of God. If he already knows how many believe he also already wants to show us, he also wants to really show us. Do you believe that God wants to show you his plan for your life? Because he really does. He wants to light the way. He wants to make it clear. He wants to be the voice that says, this is the way, walk ye in it. But that is the fruit. God speaks to the people that are close to him. He speaks to the people that are close to him. And he unfolds his will and his way. So the title of today's message is God really wants to show you. And that brings us to the next seven-day focus of our fast. Because he really wants to speak to us. And so what we're going to be doing this week is saying, here I am, God, arms wide open. Show me your will and show me your way. Show me, Lord. Show me your plan. Instead of me telling you what I'm going to do in 2020, how about you tell me what you want me to do in 2020? Could somebody say amen to that? Come on, somebody clap and say amen. Now, sometimes what 
stands between what we need and what we receive from God. Sometimes what stands between what we know and what God wants to show us is this thing, this principle, this very important truth that I want to talk about today, which is the word repentance. Now, repentance, classically speaking, and especially in our culture and in the dynamics of our culture, repentance can often be viewed as a very negative word. But repentance is not a negative word. Repentance is a very positive word if you belong to God. Because repentance, we see this in all of Scripture from the very beginning of the Bible to the close of the Bible. What we see in all of Scripture is that repentance is a kingdom activator. Does anybody want to activate the kingdom of God on behalf of your life? Repentance activates the kingdom of God. Repentance activates the mercy of God. When does God pour out his mercy? He pours out his mercy when we, everyone, when we repent. Repentance not only, not only activates the mercy of God, but it also activates the wisdom of God. And then it activates the power of God. So perhaps at times you, you find yourself, for, for example, perhaps you find yourself today in a hole that you dug in a mess that you created. And what's amazing is that when we repent, and we're gonna talk about what repentance means today, when we repent, it not only activates the mercy, the forgiveness of God, but it also activates the wisdom of God. How do you get out of that hole? And then it activates the power of God, the help to get you out of that hole and get you where God wants to lead you because he already knows the plans that he has for you. They're plans to bless you and prosper you. But you can't change, let me rewind. You can't experience the change of God, the blessing of God, if you're unwilling to change your direction to the direction of God. And what the scripture calls that, the act of it is repentance. And so... Last service, it was a little quiet when I started throwing that word around. So I'm just already encouraged and I'm really built up already. But here's what I want you to do. Okay, I want you to pray today and say, Lord, I would really love for you to show me. Every aspect of your life, I want you to think about Perhaps your marriage, perhaps your professional life, your physical life, your emotional life, your relationships. God is interested in all of them. God is so interested, he even numbers the the hairs on your head. You want to talk about a God who's dialed into your life? He knows everything about you. He is the best father. He's a good, good father. And he really wants to show us. So let's pray and say, God, I want you to show me. I want you to speak to me today. I want you to have your way 
Here I am, God, arms wide open. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, before we read your word, we want to declare that our hearts are open to receive your word. And Lord, not only are we sure that you already know what's best, what's most helpful, what's most glorifying to you and your kingdom. Not only do you know those things, but you actually really want to show us those things. And I pray that this would be a great day of revelation. And God, it all begins through our willingness to repent. Bless this word. Bless our time together. Bless every heart. Bless every home. Oh God, bless this year as we open our hearts to your will and your way. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everyone said, amen, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, so what we're going to do is read two verses once again, one from the Old Testament, one from the New Testament. Both of them are highlighting this powerful kingdom activator called repentance. And we want to just jump right into it, then I want to give you a, a definition uh, Proverbs chapter 1, the very first uh, chapter of the book of wisdom says, repent at my rebuke then. Everybody say then. Watch. Repent at my rebuke, and we'll define this in a moment, then I will pour out my thoughts to you. I will make known to you my teachings. He really does want to show us. He really does want to give us the download of his thoughts and his ways. But repentance is necessary. In Mark chapter 1, when Jesus began his ministry, repentance was a word that he used often. Listen to this. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. This was the launch of his actual preaching ministry. The time has come, he says, the kingdom of God has come near. What do you do when the kingdom of God draws near? Here's what he said. He said, repent and believe the good news. The big change, the big turning point takes place when we repent. I want you to try something, and I promise it won't hurt you. Everybody say the word, okay? Say it. Ready? Repent. You made it through. It's a good word. It's a powerful word for our lives, for, the, for our family. There's a family here that needs to repent. It's good for, for us in business, in our relationships, in our choices and our behaviors. What we need to do is repent. What does repentance mean? Look at what it means here in the Old Testament. It means to change orientation or direction in every sense. It means to change your, 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 your direction in your heart and in your body, so to speak. It's almost like this. Imagine 
uh, this has happened to me so many times. I'm not great with directions. And um, my wife is really good with directions. So I can't tell you how many times I've called my wife uh, from the car and said, honey, I'm lost. And she'll say, where are you? So, say, where are you going? Okay, she's told me so many times, you're going the wrong way. Okay? And you know what? When you're going the wrong way and you want to get to, to a particular place, it's not negative when somebody tells you you're going the wrong way. She'll say, turn around. Make a U-turn. A lot of husbands are going, right? Make a U-turn or a left turn. How many know that's not negative? That is helpful. It's helpful. It's necessary to get where you're supposed to be going. He was saying in the book of Proverbs, if you will repent, which means be willing to change your orientation or direction in every sense, then I'll show you the way that you should go and how you should get there. And how many would just agree with me that God's destination for 2020 is the best place that we can go for and it'll be the best place when we arrive. Could somebody say amen? God's ways are the best ways. God's plan is the best plan. But it begins by changing orientation and direction. In the New Testament, it's deeper. Even in the New Testament, it says to have a change of self. Repentance is a heart issue. It says to have a change of self, of heart and mind, watch this, that abandons former attitudes. Okay? And results in a new self, new behavior, and new attitudes. One of the ways that you repent is that you actually develop a new attitude. Some people think repentance is like this. I'm sorry. How do you know that's not repentance? If you're one of those people who says, I'm sorry. Or, you know, I love this one. We love saying this. If for some reason, somehow, I hurt you. You know, well, then, I'm sorry. And you're like, yeah, you just hit me with your car and my leg is broken. <laughs> you know, sometimes we smash someone emotionally. And then what we say is, if, if for somehow I hurt you, I'm sorry. That's not repentance. Repentance owns it, changes direction and attitude, heart, and mind. Let's go ahead and say amen. Say amen. amen. You see? Here's what it fundamentally means. It means becoming open to a whole new plan and a whole new method. Are you open that for your 2020, God could have a whole new plan and a whole new method? A new way to live, a new way to go, new people to meet, new, new relationships, 
a new way to, to live out your professional life or your relational life. God's way is the best way. And sometimes the only way to line up with the best way is that we have to, everyone, we have to repent. We have to repent. So this is like really, really good news. And I want to just uh, uh, say a couple of things about repentance. What does the act of repentance really look like? Number one, repentance accepts his higher ways. Okay? Repentance accepts the fact that God's way is higher and better than our way. Now this is, this is easy said, but I believe, especially in our culture, not easy swallowed. Okay? Easy said, but not easy swallowed. God's ways are higher than our ways. Look at what it says in Isaiah. Okay, this is, comes right out of scripture. Isaiah 55 says this, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Like I know you got a PhD, I know you think you're smart, I know you know this, I know you know this, but guess what? Still, here's what God says. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, whispers the Lord. No, he declares it. Okay? As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And so we have to begin with the fact that the Lord is so much smarter than we are. And he knows so much better than we do. And as his children, we say, God, you know much better than I. You just know better. And every time I come to you, every time I open the word, I just know this. You know better. Now let's, let me talk very quickly about this so that we can take time with communion. Part of the reason why this is a great time to be talking about repentance is because repentance in part is saying no to your fleshly desires so that you could get closer to God. And in the process of getting close to God and saying no to your fleshly desires, what happens is you start to discern your flesh more. And you start to recognize that there's a part of you that really doesn't want to follow God. We all have a fallen nature. And because we all have a fallen nature and blind spots, you know, someone said, not me. <laughs> Get it? We all have blind spots. You see? And so, so we, don't, we don't recognize, but we need to recognize God's ways for my life are higher. His thoughts for my life are higher no matter how good I think it is. His way is better and I accept that his way is better. I accept it. Look, this happened. This happened this week. I had a very interesting conversation. So I had a conversation with someone in the, I don't know, let's say early 30s. And as I was talking to them, 
about something, trying to encourage them. They were like, you know, I don't know that I get that. I don't know that I agree with that. It happens all the time, right? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You know, it's our culture. Ah, that's what you think. That's what you believe. You know, oh, it's just right here in the Bible. No, but you know, hey, everybody's got their own, you know, take. That's your interpretation. No, don't, don't try to squirm out of it with that one. This one is pretty black and white clear. There's a million things that the Bible is so black and white about, right? And so they're like, I don't know, I don't get it. It just doesn't click for me. And as if, as if what God thinks and God's will and God's ways have to click for us. Same, this, and I knew this was from God, right? So two or three hours later, I got a phone call from someone. And this, this guy's probably in his, I don't know, probably in his later 50s. And I, th I, would, I would suspect that in the state that he lives in, he probably is an income earner in the top 1% of that state. So this guy is really successful. And I, was, I knew that this was from God. Okay, so listen to this. So uh, I, I'm in my car, I'm talking to them on my way home, and here's what they said. They said, man, I had this meeting today. They arranged for me at my company to meet with four people. And can I tell you, I was blown away. He said, each one of them, they knew more than I know about my business. And I even told them, if I were to compete with you guys and my business, you guys would beat me every day of the week. And guess what? He was excited about it. He was like, this is awesome. I got to get with these people. I got to learn from these people. I got to take in what these people are saying and I got to apply. And he's as, su as successful as they come. But see, how many know there are higher ways? There are higher thoughts. Immediately reminded me of my buddy. I played ball with a guy. Uh, the year, when I, my senior year in high school, I was really like best friends with a guy. I got drafted by the White Sox. I went in the sixth round. He went in the second round with the Kansas City Royals. And he made it to the big leagues, but he didn't stick. And then he went on to play. Uh, um, he had his whole career overseas, did really, really well, made a great living. Today's coaching professional baseball, one of the pro organizations in Dominican Republic. And I was talking to him. I ran into him in DR, and I was talking to him about it. And I said, was, was, because he became a superstar overseas. And I said, was it really that different? Was it really that competitive? He says, no, not really. Pitching is pretty close. All of it was pretty close. You know, for sure, baseball in America is a little higher, but he says, very close. I said, well, what happened? He said, you won't believe this, but listen. This is an expert at hitting. This dude is an expert. But here's what he said. So I get to this club, this new club. I'm taking BP. And they had this guy there. He was the hitting coach. And the hitting coach said this to me. I love what you're doing. He said, I want you to do one thing. He said, I want you to move your foot like this. He said, that's it. He said, this. I just want you to move your foot like this. And he said, so I moved my foot like this. And instead of hitting two home runs a year, he was hitting 22 home runs a year. You see? Because he got a word of wisdom. Now what he could have done is, yo, 
my name is so-and-so. I made it to the big leagues, you know. I, I, I signed for this much of a bonus. I did this. I did that. And, and I'm a professional. And, I'm, and all this kind of stuff. And you know what? That's nothing but foolishness. You see? What God is saying is I love you so much that I really want to show you. But he can't show us or he won't show us unless we repent. Unless we say, look, your ways are higher than my ways. And here's what this means. Here's what this means. On issues of right and wrong, brothers and sisters, his thoughts are not our thoughts. Our culture has an opinion of what's right and wrong. Our culture has an opinion of what's true and what isn't. My counsel to you today is buy the truth and sell it not. Because only the truth will set you free. So the world could have all kinds of opinions on, let's say, sexuality. Okay? The world could have all kinds of opinions on sexualities. I'm telling you right now, God's word is the living word, the true word, the sanctifying word, the freeing word, the powerful word. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Well, you know, it's like, like the, 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 the world says, hey, live however you want to live. And the, the, the Lord says, look, if you don't touch your girlfriend now, before you get married, I'll bless your marriage later after you get married. How many want to bless marriage? Do it God's way. Somebody say amen. Come on, that's a reason for us to clap and say amen. Please don't be embarrassed. Let's do it God's way. You see, God says that sexuality is sacred. Okay? Adultery is wrong. Amen? So is homosexuality. Why? Because sexuality is sacred. I'm not ashamed to say that. That's what the Bible says. It doesn't mean we're angry. It doesn't mean anything. Everybody battles with something. Everybody struggles with some kind of sin. The only thing, the wisest thing that we could do is say, your ways are higher than my ways. And I want to do it your way. It could be, it could be in, in, in your marriage. It could be professionally speaking. It could be with with your, your, your body. The body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says God's ways are higher than our ways. And when we're willing to repent, we step in to that higher plane that God has for us. So number one, repentance just accepts up front. If it's in the word, I receive it. Number two, repentance makes two turns. Everybody say two turns. There are two turns that repentance makes, and we got to have those clear. All right? Number one, 
Repentance turns from sin. Meaning when the Bible identifies something as sin, repentance turns away from that. Here's what repentance declares. It might feel good in a moment. It might seem good in a moment. But if God calls it sin, it'll never help you. It'll never bless you. When you're practicing sin, when you're living in sin, I'm telling you right now, it'll never help you. It'll never bless you. There is a light, the Bible talks about this, that there is a light and momentary pleasure to sin, but in the end, it leads to destruction. Okay? Sin is a short-term behavior that feels good in the moment, but in the long run, absolutely destroys your life. And the bottom line is, it's not worth it. Everybody say it's not worth it. So, so when you repent, God shows you that's wrong, that attitude is wrong, you know, thinking that you're better than other people. Think about how divided our nation is, you know. Think about the fact that there are people on our planet that don't like other people because of their skin color or because of where they were born, right? Think about how foolish that is when we are all children of the most high God. You know, it's like so the, the, the very people who might have all of these racist, unholy, ungodly thoughts towards someone else, that very person could get into a, a, a horrible accident and need a blood transfusion, you know, and get it, get a blood transfusion from one of those people. Because how many know we're all the same under the skin? You know what I'm saying? Come on, somebody say amen to that. It's true. Hallelujah. I would be in big trouble because my mom is dark, my dad is light. Like, who do I side with? What do you do about that one? Right? Silly. But that gets into the hearts and spirits of people. And you know what that is? It is sin. We have to turn away from that. We have to turn away from any thought of superiority. We have to turn away from that. It's sin. Jesus died for every human being on the planet. How many would say amen and amen? Could I get a resounding amen? So look, just some, some free advice today. If you know, if the Holy Spirit is pointing out sin in your life, the best that you could do is turn away. Even if it feels like it's going to kill you. Turning away from sin will never kill you. It'll lead you right into blessing. It'll lead you right into victory. It'll lead you into glory. It'll lead you into showers of blessing. <laughs> Secondly, repentance makes two turns. Repentance also turns towards wisdom. 
okay? It turns towards wisdom, which sometimes, sometimes the difference between where we are and where God could really take us, could really take us is a wisdom adjustment, okay? It's an adjustment of something, that little adjustment is saying, do it more the way God wants you to do it. And you might say, well, that's not sin, but that's the way I like it. Well, my advice is don't be stubborn. You know, don't be stubborn. Stubbornness holds people back. Our way blocks us. God's way propels us. You see? Our way at times can bind us. How many know God's way? It frees us and makes us soar. And I'm believing that 2020 is going to be a year where we take off in God. They that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up wings like eagles. That's what I'm believing for 2020. We're going to mount up wings like eagles. Hallelujah. Come on, we believe it. We receive it. We receive it, oh God. Hallelujah.